Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I gotta go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. O-M-B-A-S dot com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Now it's time for How Did This Get Made? We're gonna have a good time, celebrate some failure, not just be a hater. Did you know you wonder how did this get made? Let's wallow in the mediocrity of subpar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth. I have taken the microphone today from Mr. Paul Shear to take over this How Did This Get Made mini episode. As you all know, I don't traffic in the minis. I've only come on a mini uh, a few times to talk about things that I, I really do care about. I don't know what a regular mini sounds like. I don't know what Jason and Paul are up to on their minis. And to be quite honest, I don't care to know. But today, I'm here on a mini talking with two incredible women who I have had the honor of knowing, working with, and creating a business with over the last few years. You may have heard me mention once or twice the community I co-founded, the Jane Club. But until now, I have kept these two women out of the spotlight, out of fear that once people know about them, their careers would skyrocket and they would leave the startup life <laughs> for the compensation and dignity of a Fortune 500 company. And I will introduce these phenomenal women in one moment, but I want to start out this mini the way we start out all of our gatherings at Jane. 
How did this get made listeners? My name is June. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I want to start our conversation today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land upon which I am on in my home, the Tongva tribe and their elders past and present. And as so many of our listeners are listening, folding their laundry on walks with their dogs all over this country, I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this country, the indigenous peoples and their elders past and present. I also want to name that today my highest intention is that my words and language do not cause harm to my guests or to those listening in. And I will be holding that intention throughout this conversation. And I will also stand in feedback if I fall short of those intentions I just laid out. For those of you, how did this get made listeners who do not know what the Jane Club is? Leave. Just sign off right now. No, I'm only kidding, of course. We are a curated community platform that offers live gatherings, social connection that is educational, inspirational, and transformative. And our mission is to take care of the women who take care of everything else. And we define women as all of those who identify as women. We recognize the paid and unpaid labor that women do, how undervalued our time is, and how many spaces we hold in our lives. So taking their time right now to share with our How Did This Get Made community is no small thing to me. I am so honored that our Chief Community Engagement Officer, Shanta Valdez, and our Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer, Neelamjeet Dhaliwal, have agreed to be on a mini-episode for a podcast about bad movies. What? Welcome, Neil and Jeet and Shanta. I am so happy to have you here with me. Hi, June. Thanks for having us. What a thrill. Hi, Neil and Jeet. Hello. I'm excited, delighted to be here. This is the thrill of a lifetime. Well, I would love to start off with you, Shanta. Looking back on it all, you know, I, I this is the first... I mean, I don't know, maybe a life, a life pursuing an acting career is a startup in general, but this is the first startup that I've ever worked on. Um, And because you've been there from the beginning, we've made so many mistakes (laughs) and, and we've done so many things well. As you look back to where we are now, and just so our How This Can Made listeners know, we have converted completely into the digital space since March. We are now, we now have genes in over 34 states and counting hour by hour and four countries. Um, and we have been able to uh, unbelievably grow and expand during this time, which has been so exciting. But Shanta, as you look back on it all, what are the things that you feel we've done well? And what are the things you look back on and think, oh, we should have fixed that or we shouldn't have done that? Hmm. I always love when you ask for a little bit of feedback. <laughs> Classic June. <laughs> I have to be honest. I don't know that I think there is anything that, I don't know that there is anything that we haven't done well. One of the things that I love, that, a phrase that you introduced me to, is that sometimes we are flying the airplane while we are building it. If anything, it's exhausting. But I will say, if anything, I think that we didn't, I mean, I don't know how we could have anticipated how needed that we would be. 
what mm-hmm. a spot that the Jane Club fills in people's lives. I was the first one who was a complete skeptic. And as June Diane knows, I'm the first one to always put on a frowny face whenever anything new gets introduced because I like things. I'm not a believer in anything changing. I always think that things you should like just same, stay the same, way same. They are. Exactly. Yeah, same, same, same. same, same. <laughs> And when we met and we knew that we would be moving on to a digital community, I had nothing but doubts. I didn't have any idea of how we'd be able to, I didn't know how we would be able to translate the feeling of being in the Jane Club through a computer screen. That didn't seem possible to Mm -hmm. me. That feels like a very one-on-one personal relationship. But I will say, like every other area of my life, I was completely wrong. I was wrong. Not only, again, is it possible, the things that I think, again, that we have going for us, is, well, you've picked a stellar team, Neelam Jeet included. We have real dedicated people on our executive team, people who are passionate Mm -hmm. about what the Jane Club has to offer, what our missions are, what our guidelines. I mean, we have everyone who's here is here by choice, certainly, not by force. And I think that says a lot for it right there. We are tireless. And I remember those, as I call them, the salad days when we started. It was a lot of hard work and not quite sure what we were doing. So as we transitioned into the digital space, to me, it was sort of that feeling all over again. It's we circle the wagons. So and we many do that. transitions. So many transitions. Um, and I think that we have not just kept, but again, stepped up our programming. I think it is so varied. I think it speaks yeah. to introverts, extroverts, writers, performers, comedians, people who are shy, people who are not doing great. It, I identify as shy. You I know I this both. is sometimes hard for people, but I, I identify as a shy person. It so yes, stuns yes me that. when you say that. You claim to be an introvert like me. Shanta, I was just, I spent the first, I think, six years of my life, like peeking out from behind my mother's skirt, like just viewing the world like through a pleat, (laughs) you know, so I, I identify as a shy girl to my, like, that's my inner, um, yeah, that's, that's who I actually am. Um, and I work against that really hard, but that's actually who I am, um, well, so many transitions, so many, so many lessons along the way. I mean, I remember just thinking about b- being uh, a startup. And at one point, someone who was on our team, someone asked me like, oh, can you just send this? Ca- can't billing answer that question? And I was like, billing? <laughs> Who's billing? That's you. And then, I, and then I said to Zoe, our CEO, I was like, I think that's us. Like, I, God, what I wouldn't give for a billing department. Uh, but speaking of startups and the importance of um, infrastructure and sort of corporate infrastructure and integrity early on, um, having a chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer uh, on board at a startup in the early days is not very common. And Neelamjeet, I, you have not only you have not only gotten our company into shape and gotten our minds right on all the mistakes we were making and all of the ways in which white supremacy was functioning within the Jane club um, and, and helped us be able to name that and look at that. Um, You have also, um, my gosh, you have changed the mission of the Jane club. You have changed the culture, and you have changed what we now want to be, truly. And I just couldn't be more grateful for your work at this company and how you've shaped it. Um, but I would love to hear from you on, on answering similar questions to Shanta 
Uh, can you tell the How Did This Get Made listeners how you came to Jane and what you have done and what what the work is for um, what the work that you're excited about doing in the future looks like at Jane? Well, um, I have to say I'm very humbled by that um, by that description of me. So thank you for that. Um, well, what brought me to the Jane Club? I guess I have a thing for white ladies. I just love them. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're everywhere. You're my favorite white lady, June. Um, they're everywhere. Uh, they really are. There's honestly, like sometimes I'm like, there's too many of them. <laughs> white ladies. They and, seem to be everywhere. Um, British remakes. Shanta and I can I would go for days talking about uh, the new Julian Fellows. Anyways, I digress. So, I mean, I think uh, truthfully what, well, I'll say that what drew me to Jane Club was uh, my friendship with you. And we met um, at FIA. And I think what, um, you know, to be honest, when I joined that space, I, I did know it was very white. But what what made me want to stay was meeting a group of women that was very committed to justice and um, really willing to examine the ways in which they uphold uh, systemic racism and um, finding a pathway to justice that was a daily practice, which is something I definitely felt in my relationship early on with you. And so I think that's also what drew me to the Jane Club. And then um, a big draw was also meeting Shanta. Um, if, you know, if this hasn't been communicated enough, she's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think here's the thing. Like, for me, any place you can go has work to do towards justice, mm -hmm. towards seeking justice. And for me, the question is, not necessarily, like, I don't believe that it's possible to be in a place that is uh, devoid of harm. But wh what I am seeking is a place that's always committed to finding justice when harm is caused. And that is something that I think is central to the Jane Club. Um, and I think even central to my relationship with you, that we have been able to have difficult conversations around race and systemic oppression and um, hold that tension and grow from it and seek justice. Yes. I, um, ugh, the work that you've brought to the Jane club has changed my life truly. And I know that a lot of people feel that way. I mean, both of you have changed lives. And I know for our listeners, it sounds like I'm describing a cult. And uh, that's not untrue. I know. It's like, it's a little true. A little true. It's, it honestly is a little bit true. And I don't ask people to sleep with me, but it's <laughs> it, it, it's also not discouraged. It's I'll say that. <laughs> oh, <dear>. um, <laughs> uh, to describe Shanta's work and what it means to build community, connect people, um, allow people to be authentic, to show up. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, I was thinking about like, wow, this is a space that cares more about how you are than what you do, um, that is asking people to show up in the mess of their lives. Um, 
and also a space that's asking people to stretch themselves. Um, and I know, Shanta, you're able to lead so much of our programming and hold space for people. And and sometimes I I have a hard time describing what it is you do or how you do that. Could you help us understand a bit what it is to to hold space for people and to create an environment where um, people feel valued and people feel seen, but also um, but also feel the comfort of knowing this the space is is going to be brave and f- facilitated, and that we are holding ourselves accountable. My goodness, I feel like I want to carry that <laughs> little message everywhere I go and play it for people before they meet me. I sound like a really interesting person. <laughs> Um, that's really very kind. Um, all joking aside, um, I'd have to say, you know, and I don't mean to downplay it because I really do. Um, not only do I enjoy the work that I do with the Jane Club, I find that it really serves a specific purpose for me. I like to think of my person. I live my life very intentionally as someone who is of service to those around them. My own, myself first, uh, my community and those around me, you know, and it just sort of the circle keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, but I have to say, I have found that really what I feel like what I do is, and I say this quite often uh, when I uh, meet new members, I am not a therapist. I'm none of those kinds of things, nor mm. do I hold myself out as one. What I am is someone I think who has two particular characteristics that really make this kind of work work for me. One, I'm a really active listener. Mm. I pay attention when you're talking to me. I don't look behind you, in front of you, nothing. I'm just paying attention and listening to you. I'm not waiting for the opportunity to to talk. I'm not going to get ready to try to dissuade you from what you're saying. I just want to hear what your point of view is. And I don't even have to agree with it. And the other thing is, it takes practice. I'm a real chatty gal, even though I'm an introvert. I'm a chatty gal. So if I feel comfortable, I just want to control the conversation And quite honestly, my favorite thing in life is being right. I've had to really let that go. Um, And the other thing is I have a really important... Shanta, me too. (laughs) I've got empathy. I mean, it's not a joke. And I know that it can feel very empty when people say to you who don't know you very well, or even upon meeting you, I actually care about your experience and what's happening to you. And that is true. I don't know why I am like that. I do. I actually just happen to care about what people say and how they feel. So even if I can't relate to your pet that has just passed away and you're telling me about how you bat. Now, I don't have to have ever owned a cat or a dog. I've never owned one. But what I do know is what loss feels like. I know what grief Mm -hmm. feels like. And so I'm able to come to you and say, how is your heart today? Encourage you, if you're willing, again, respecting your boundaries and your sense of confidentiality, hey, join our Janes to Janes, our weekly rotating support group. This week, it's about grief. Next week, it's about being single during covid the week after, it's about getting back to work or back to school. Um, I care about how people feel. Um, and I think that wow. that is so important. It's as simple as that. It's huh? as simple as that. I care. And the Janes, thankfully, when they come in and I think they sort of understand and they get the flow of how we do things there. I think I have seen people share stunningly private information and be enveloped by the community. And that's where the magic is. This becomes a place yes. that you can turn where people care about you and support you. And it may be the only time in your day that someone isn't asking you for something or requiring you to do something for them. As June Diane says, we are the place that takes care of the person 
who's taking care of everyone else. When you come to the Jane Club, we and I, again, as the chief community engagement officer, I am here to take care of you. And I take that very seriously. And one of the things you're able to do, Shanta, is also by by having such a close connection with the community, I've seen you then be able to curate the programming based on what you are hearing and listening to. And then you are able to build out an entire series because of what you intuit and understand the community needs. And that's really, really powerful. Um, Neil M.G., I want to ask you, for so many of our listeners who, who, who might have startups of their own, who might want to start a business, a, um, an organization, and think, oh, that, that equity and diversity part is going to come when we're established. That piece of it is going to um, get locked in because this is honestly, I think, what I thought that we weren't somehow successful enough to require this, that we weren't in a position yet to um, bring someone who uh, is as qualified as you are on to lead this on that, you know, kind of C suite level. Mm-hmm. And so, can you talk a little bit about? what it is to enter an organization. And and I'm curious, I'm just simply curious too, do you have thoughts on on equity and inclusion and diversity in the startup world and when it should be introduced? I mean, I think I know the answer, but do you have any thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I mean, like towards the end. Um, no, I mean, I, I, you know what I, this should come as no surprise, but I think that when you when you start it, it should be there, um, so you institutionalize it from the beginning, um, and it it shapes every decision you make and guides those really kind of critical um, foundational pieces of the business. So, I mean, it, and I and I don't think it's something that um, is cost prohibitive. I think that it's. Um, I think there's a lot of fear around getting it wrong. And so people say, well, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm just not going to do it. Or um, mm. uh, it's what's what's more important is the kind of bottom line or growing the business. And so equity and justice or diversity and equity or whatever lens you want to give it or title kind of takes a backseat to these other um, kind of bigger issues, whether it's fundraising or, um, you know, membership. But I think when you infuse it into all of that, um, it 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 just it grows the business um, with like justice being centered. I think that when you center this work, it becomes a bit of your north star and guides you in making decisions that that really focus on the well being of people versus the bottom line. So. Yeah, and I think that we've done that a few times where we've said, yeah, this is um, this is not about the dollars. This is about what's best for justice. Yes, we have. And also, you know, I think the, the biggest lesson for me 
um, in the work of pursuing justice has been about um, building my capacity to fail and to stand in feedback um, and to not collapse around the conversation of race, to not collapse around the conversation of where white supremacy resides in both the Jane Club and in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I will say, although a lot of that investigation, which is ongoing, has been painful, hard, and all of those things, it has also been a source of joy and um, a uh, that work and that education for me has been um, heart opening. And uh, I've gotten a, a lot of it's it's been a collectivist education with the women around me and and you both, um, and there's been a lot of joy attached to it. And I say that because I think for many white women listening to this right now, they might uh, sometimes entering into those spaces can feel very um, scary and hard. And I don't want to downplay how how yet yeah, it does take courage to confront where where this stuff is in our bodies, in our lives, in our children everywhere. Um, but also there's joy and freedom in the process. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, um, you know, in terms of that role within an organization, I think it's really important that that role is infused with power and the ability to make mm-hmm. decisions. Um, and so I, I th- that is something that I have at the Jane Club that I can bring whatever programming I choose, that I can kind of, um, you know, really make some pretty strong decisions. Um, and I have a, I have a good deal of um, kind of positional authority to do that, which I think really sets this apart from how I've seen this position in most of my other professional spaces mm. where it's almost always kind of like an advisory role. And when it comes to making really substantive um, changes, these positions aren't empowered to do so. And I really think that that's what kind of sets sets this role apart, at least in my own experience. So I just, I, ha- I hope that the listeners hear that. And um, if they decide to have this kind of role within their organization, that you give this person power and you give them the tools and the skills to really make some changes. But I did want to, before we wrap up, ask you both to talk a bit about where you want to go beyond the Jane Club. What's the dream of dreams? Um beyond the work that we're doing here? I mean, well... Or just stay with me forever. I mean, I know I joked about it in the beginning. I, I <laughs> Honestly, listeners, I'm very scared they'll both leave. Um, because they... <laughs> and I know they're going to get scooped up, but uh, I can't keep them. If, if anyone needs them, come take them. But I, they are, have been so foundational in building this. Um, and I know I've I've taken up a lot of the airtime with my enormous celebrity. I, I love being so as famous as I am. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but <laughs> truly, um, Shanta and Neil Amjid have have created this space. And but I I would love them to talk a, a bit about what their their uh, dream next thing is. And because by the way, that is my hope for the Jane Club, which is that everybody who comes in that it's used as a pipeline for their next big thing. And that includes our team. That includes every Jane who's in there. 
um, that includes our employees. Um, I'll start by saying um, I was very surprising. And I've mentioned all I did was sort of show up to get a job like doing programming and some meditation. And I've really received a great deal more. And although I am clearly on the side of uh, an employee and not a member, I still get the benefits of what happens to you at the Jane Club. Again, that support and that community and that incubation for your ideas and people to run them by and all of that. Um, I would say that my next step, so again, I have feel like I have like blossomed into a butterfly myself in the time that I've been at the Jane Club and received um, a lot of clarity about what it is that I want to do. So following along again with my sort of Buddhist meditation life, I would like to have my own center uh, mm. where people can come and meditate. And by that, I mean opening the doors to those who are either kept out for financial reasons, people who have just not been exposed to it, uh, people who certainly feel like they can't do it or it's not accessible. Meditation has saved my life, saved it. Mm. It has turned me into a different, someone who can listen when you talk. That's because of meditation. I need that. It has done something really profound. And then in my own, again, my own sort of heartbeat would be with those, particularly women of color, who have perhaps disordered eating, come from a trauma background, something that I can really speak to. Again, I find that this tool is invaluable and I feel like it's part of my life's mission to bring it, to spread it, and to give it to those who so desperately need it. I would love to be the head of a community that can provide that. Um, And a lot of that, again, has come from my work at the Jane Club. So much of it has come from the Jane Club. I'm so grateful, so grateful for it. I love hearing that, Chanta. Um, yeah, now I'm, I'm thinking about my next thing too, but ne- Neelamjeet? Yeah, I was actually going to say, June, I'd love to hear what your next um, <laughs> big thing is. And I wanted to add one other thing to for Shanta. Uh, I think she's possibly one of the most compassionate people I've ever met. Um, so, and Shanta, I'll just wait for your compliment of me when I'm talking. <laughs> oh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting okay. ready. All um, compliments. <laughs> Again, um, we can edit stuff in later if we need to. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so I think this is, this is, uh, such a good question and it's a very hard question for me right now because as you both know, my life is in a bit of a flux. Um, you know, I think my parents d- have done so much for me in my life and, um, they've never asked anything of me and my dad asked for me to help him. And so I'm here helping my dad with our family business. And I'm honored to be able to do that. And, um, and so it's, it's complicated because when I think of myself, I do have daydreams of one day really doing, being the chief equity inclusion officer, full-time chief diversity equity inclusion officer. But um, then I also have daydreams of supporting my family and my community, which includes my father. So I think that the, the big probably theme of both of those visions or daydreams is, um, and you all both know this, that tenant of Jardi Kala from Sikhi of just being hopeful and um, which, you know, not in a way that's kind of superficial, but really holding the darkness and, um, and um, believing in the light. And so I think that like, you know, no matter what I do, whether that's working for my pops or maybe one day, doing this work full time, that I hope that in, in both of those scenarios, I'm holding on, I'm living and breathing Jyoti Gala. Look how wonderful you are. Look how wonderful you are. Do you see? <laughs> Thank you, Shonda. <laughs> Jyoti Kala has changed my life. Thank you for sharing that wisdom with us. 
I was going to say it's changed mine too. And actually, as we approach November, I've really um, had to check in with that idea of buoyant optimism. And it's been hard at times during these last few months, but it is such a beautiful phrase. And I think Neelam Jeet and Neelam Jeet's mother, Dr. Dhaliwal, for bringing it to all of us, because it really, it really, I've called on it. A number of times. Um, I So I hope you have some questions for each other, uh, which we'll use as our last question. But I will I will say, actually, that um, my next big thing, I, I think, honestly, um, I think I'm in it. I don't I, I think I'm I feel really um, I feel that I'm in. I'm on purpose. And so I'm very grateful for that. And I, I don't, I'm not wanting for, yeah, I'm not wanting for the next big thing. That's incredible. That's amazing. Uh, does that mean I have to end it all? I don't know. <laughs> Jim, yeah. I don't know, but I can't like, I can't connect to any ambition right now. I'm like, oh, I think this is actually what I've always wanted to do. I think I am doing it. Um, and being paid in areas to do it. And it, and then not only being paid, but being able to invest in areas that I want to invest in, um, like the Jane Club. So, um, yeah, that that is nice to sit with for a second. Um, but do you all have any questions for each other before we wrap up? Well, I do have a question. But I, you just kind of reminded me of it because you named my mama, which I love that you did that. Um, but I wonder if we could each name a woman who has guided us and brought us to this moment in gratitude. Well, that's easy for me. I'm going to name the both of you. Oh, Shanta. It's true. You've each had a very profound. I thought I was too old to have any more profound moments in my life. But little did I realize that you and June Diane would be there to really open up sort of not even like the next chapter, just sort of the next phase of my life, which has been much like June. I feel like I'm on target, like I'm living in my purpose, Mm -hmm. which is a gift. And I will say again, through both of your work, I'm trying to think of the, not even the nicest way to say this, but the easiest way to say this, as a Black woman, having worked a lot of places with a lot of different people, this particular experience, um, I'm grateful that your friendship yielded, June, uh, June uh, your friendship with Neelam Jeet, yielded her coming to the Jane Club because it has been a profound transformation to work in an environment. Again, it's not about getting it right or perfect. We are just humans. So that's not going to happen. So I'll just state for any startups or anyone out there even looking, when you offer this, your staff, your community, It sends a message, it shares an intention, and it allows for something that does not come through, at least I've not had the experience, to ever come through before. It has turned me into a different kind of person, a different kind of employee, a different kind of woman. The things that I'm learning here at the Jane Club, I'm actually able to pass along and move through it in my life. And I've gotten that from both of you. My relationship with white women, again, June Diane being my favorite one, but it has helped me. Sorry, there are so many of us. <laughs> God, I hope you all do better this election. 53%. We're counting uh, on you. Uh, seriously, I expect all white ladies who are listening to this right now to call up all the other white ladies that you know and your family members and have start to have some conversations. November is coming. Sorry, Shanta, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I'd say, but it has been really, again, transformational to be able to engage in that kind of conversation and honesty. And when you say that you stand in feedback, that's not lip service. 
You stand in feedback even when it's tough. And that in and itself does something. And Neelam Jeet is there to guide us. And again, last night at the Jane Club, we had a conversation on digital blackface that we co-facilitated. Not easy for me to talk about the ways that I feel dehumanized, degraded, hurt, all of the things. And I was grateful to be asked and didn't hesitate to step into that space because as you said so eloquently, June, there is some joy in saying and naming what is like the process that we've learned here ultimately leaves us freedom on the other end, which is not something I have enjoyed before. So again, I cannot stress enough if anyone is listening and thinking about having a DEI officer, if you want to be in a just relationship with the people that work for you, especially obviously people of color, I can't stress it enough. It makes all the difference. So I thank both of you for changing my life profoundly. I mean, Shanta, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can go You take that, that Diane. You live with it. <laughs> take we, it. Let's all, yeah. I mean, folks, I have not paid these women <laughs> to have this conversation. And I, 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 I just know that they're, they, yeah. Um, again, we're a startup. Um, they should be paid, both of them. Um, but they are here giving of their time. I did not pay them to do an ad for the Jane Club. But this is <laughs> this is the way we feel about it, warts and all. Um, and I don't want to discount all of the, you know, hard moments we've had and the growth edges that have been so real. Um, and and that yeah yeah we're still here and and I'm really amazed by that and and um, actually so I. That the the women I want, I'm going to name a few women who've profoundly changed my life. And those are the women who initially um, financially invested in the Jane Club so that we could open up our incubator space. And those women are Casey Wilson, Kalise, Aaron Drake Lee, Naomi Scott, Kulap Valaisak, um, <sighs> Noreen DeWolf, um, those were the initial, Katie Azelton, initial women who who did something really brave, which was write a check of of their hard-earned money. And I take that, and I, I still take that very seriously because um, without that, we couldn't have started. And so that's the other thing I just want to... Um, I want Neelam Jeet to to answer this question, but I'll, I'll say to end to end their women putting their resources behind other women, and it's not always financial. I'm trained to sort of decolonize my addiction to capitalism. It is certainly not always financial, but those are incredibly important resources, and they really were at the very beginning and helping us grow. I'm sorry, I forgot two women. Those are Tig Nataro and Stephanie Aileen, who also were a part of that original group of women who who said, yeah, I believe in this idea that motherhood and caretaking should be centered and supported. And um, I will use the money I've earned um, and I will pass it along to another woman to create something for more women. Um, and... I'm really, uh, that overwhelms me. And I, I, I think about them every day. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I normally in this question, I always name my mom 
But since you named her already, I'm going to name my twinny Amrita. Because I love her. And she's amazing. She's the best. <laughs> she's the best. And I miss her so much. And, um, you know, when I think about my path um, towards justice, it can be lonely at times. It can be difficult. Um, but I've always had Amrita there. So any moment when I'm really, really struggling, where I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm in moments where I'm about to get off the path, where I think I'm not strong enough, where I can't take the criticism, where I can't take the loneliness, any of that. She's been there and said, you're doing all right. Stay strong. Keep on it. And I have to say, I feel like, I know this has become a little bit of a love fest, but I feel like- Maybe we needed it. (laughs) (laughs) We needed it. We've done that for each other. I very much felt that. I mean, I know we've had moments. I've called Shanta, Juno called you, and, you know, but we've- um, we've A lot of calls. (laughs) <laughs> we've gotten through it and so sisterhood y'all yes thank sisterhood. you so much Neil Jeet. and I want to just end this conversation by thanking everyone for listening and I want um, to let our listeners know where they can find you on social meds or on websites um, and I will I will definitely tweet about this but just so you I just want to give you all a second to plug and actually Neelam Jeet, maybe you could also tell us where to find your very talented, very hilarious twin sister, Amrita Dhaliwal, who has an unbelievable, well, I don't know when we'll go back to live shows, but you can also tell our listeners where to find her, but where, where do they all follow you, follow up with you? Um, Shanta, you go first. Oh, okay. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at sit with Shanta. Um, and you can stay tuned there for uh, Zoom related meditations, conversation again, hopefully just bringing a bit of ease to your life. And when things return to whatever our new normal is, I hope that if you are in the local area, you will come and sit with me. It would be my pleasure. Well, this is sad because I don't remember my website name. So I was like, Shanta, you go first so I can look it up. But you know what? Um, I'm going to tell you my sister's website. Well, f- I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell our listeners yours because it's neilmjeet.org. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Joan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to to tell our listeners that they um, that you are available for consultations on DEI yes. work for organizations yeah. um, and teams and trainings. So please, I encourage anyone who works at a company, anyone in HR, to check out Neil M. G. Dhaliwal. Um, she's an incredible facilitator and educator, and can absolutely shape uh, this work at your business corporation. And her website is neilmg.org. And what is Amrita's? <laughs> June, thank you so much. Um, I need to hire you. <laughs> My sister is just amritadollywall.com. A-M-R-I-T-A. And if you don't know how to spell Dollywall, you're racist. <laughs> That's the kind of justice work Neil M. G. does. It's amazing. She'll shame. come into your company and she'll say, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist. It's really great. <laughs> Once everyone is and stopping, then, her work is done. Her work is done one. and she leaves and you cut her a six-figure check. <laughs> and it's right. really, it's just deeply impactful. I had one um, call today. It was just to say you're racist at least once. <laughs> You have the best job. Um, (laughs) Listeners, if you have liked what you heard, um, please 
check out the Jane Club. You're welcome to join. We have just hired an amazing East Coast manager that is working under Shanta's wing, and she is um, doing a ton of our East Coast programming. So please check out janeclub.com. We gather every single day on our platform to to engage in really robust, incredible conversations. We um, meet in our events and have conversations there and the programming is just absolutely fantastic you can use our special code insider jane ff for ten dollars off your first month membership thank you shanta and neelam jeet for joining me today thank you jane thank you nice to be with you both thanks neelam jeet thank you shanta love to you both so when shanta mentioned digital blackface um what she's talking about is the practice of um, using blackface in a digital medium. So since the 1800s and until the, the mid-20th century, the, there was a minstrel show-based practice of donning blackface to portray characters of African descent, obviously damaging, dehumanizing, and incredibly painful. And um, that practice is now takes place in a digital platform as memes, when basically, um, I'm going to quote an author and professor, Jacqueline Stewart, says, putting on blackface becomes a way white characters get to actually show their emotional selves. They get in touch with their feelings. And that's a fascinating dimension of what black representation is doing. Well, that's the bridge to digital blackface. It's the same practice, but just a new medium. So it's like when um, you use a meme of a black person to outsource your emotional um, expression. So black folks become your sass, they become your joy, they become your pain. Um, and it, it, it perpetuates a practice of dehumanizing, um, black people. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.